from Digitiki.com. Mrs. Howell, something terrible's happened. The professor has turned into a zombie. Oh, a terrible zombie. Oh, Thurston! Yes, yes, my dear, what is it? What's a zombie? What's a zombie? Well, rather, you see, you take five jiggers of rum and then some <laughs> cooling ice. <laughs> Why do you ask? Well, the professor's just been turned into one. Oh, well, let's go see. Maybe we could do something to help. Yes, we could bring a couple of tall glasses. <laughs> Welcome to the Quiet Village. Okay, and welcome back to another visit here at the Quiet Village. I am your host, Digitiki, coming to you direct from Digitiki. Actually, I'm not coming from Digitiki.com. I'm coming from... Where are you coming from? I am coming from the Bamboo Club in... Long Beach, and it is. I have to say, I'm. I'm really sorry. I. This is my first time here, and it is friggin' amazing. This place has this feeling like it's been here for 50 or 60 years, and I love that. So uh, we are here at the Bamboo Club. Um, welcome, and and if my voice sounds more deep, and if I sound more luxurious, like Corinthian leather. It is because I am using Zantiki's gear, and he is here right now, Sunshine Tiki. You can use my gear anytime. Yo. I, I am co-opting his gear, and I am here with Dustin, right? It's yes, Dustin. Okay. Yes. I'm so bad with names. Rodriguez. Dustin, who is... Uh, beverage director, general manager. Um, He's the reason all hands on right oh, yeah. now. Grand Exalted Mystic Poobah, right? Tiki Tio. Right. And I have to say, this is the second cocktail. It is, uh, what time is it now? It is 11.35, and I'm on my second cocktail. My first being a zombie. Very dangerous. So this is probably one of the few podcasts that's going to have an explicit thing. It's your only one, right? Parental Parental advice. We don't know that yet. I mean, I might just say, you know, blue, violet, love. I may not say anything inappropriate. Yes, we're working blue. And I, now I'm having my second cocktail, which is a passion fruit daiquiri. Mm-hmm, indeed and, it is. And I am going to tell you, this thing is friggin' amazing. Thank you so much. I, I am in love with this one. And it's beautiful looking. As beautiful as it tastes. So I don't have a Mai Tai. In my shows, I always have a Mai Tai with me when I'm doing a show. And usually by the end of the show, I'm having my second Mai Tai and I have to sign off. But... Now I have a passion fruit daiquiri, so I want to tell anybody. You could still have one more because we're going to sit and eat for a while, so all right. There we go. So we are we are are here at the Bamboo Club uh, in the morning, and actually Bamboo Ben. I see Bamboo Ben walking around. The guy who who built this place out, and he's sober. And yeah, well, right now, I mean, he he uses (laughs) nail guns. So yeah. Anyway, but. So let I want to talk to the, the two of you. First of all, Mr. Sunshine Tiki, yeah. because you've had me on your show actually three times now. I think you're right, yeah. The first time was at Dawn's. It was their, their uh, what was their Sunday? It was Sunday. One, of the, one of the Tiki marketplaces. Yeah, and we were all completely hammered, and it was yes. hilarious. I loved it. 
And, and I remember saying um, adult words, and you cringed backwards into your headphones. Yeah, well... Like, like, oh my God, what are people going to think? I know. But, you know, I'm an adult now, like, many times over, several birthdays. So let's. I want to talk about your podcast because I love your podcast. I am a subscriber. Thank you. I You're listen. one of the four. <laughs> <laughs> and I say that not just because we. I think we have the widest uh, listenership. So sometimes it's as small as a thousand, and then sometimes it's like seven thousand. It's like the swing is huge, and it's just based on where we are and what we're talking about. So like, I'm curious what the Bamboo Club hit will do for us because. I know a lot of listeners who visit this location in this tiki bar, and then they tell friends, etc., and they post, and so you just never know. But back to you, I'm sorry. You have to, you have to title everyone like, "Oh my God, you won't believe what she said." <laughs> yes. Then then yeah. you'll get like ten thousand. You 10, won't believe 000. what happened when I took this pill. No, I'm so uh, um, so happy to have you on, and I apologize for not bringing my gear, and I'm that's why I'm co-opting yours. But you have better gear than mine, so. <laughs> Zen Tiki Lounge, you blow me out of the water because you're on like what every week? You've got a no, 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 like twice a month at the best. What is your total? Total episodes now. Uh, so here at the Bamboo Club earlier before yours, we just did 470. And and I'm at 125. <laughs> and I've been doing this since 2008. Yeah, but here's here's a compliment to you. Um, myself and the ladies, we nearly start with a new cocktail every week or when we're on location we have what when in Rome so I had a zombie and I had uh, Dustin you made for me not a navy grog but today yes uh, the sour drink I asked for you oh you have the, the cloud cutter cloud the fog cutter. that was fog nice cutter fog cutter is that on the menu tis tis I asked him for a sour drink, and it's a sour drink, and I'm I love it. I like sour drinks, but uh, Marty, you um, you put a lot of thought into your podcast, or at least it seems that way from those of us listening. Uh, you have you have interviews, you've got the music queued up, you've got history of the music, you've got things to say that are actually factually correct. Whereas myself and the ladies, this was nothing more than an excuse to actually sit at my tiki bar more often, have a cocktail, talk about it, get inebriated have listener questions answered, and then shenanigans for 45 minutes. We rarely type much out on our notes. That's brilliant. I love that. Funny thing is, uh, there's I have a real basic outline. Like I'm, I'm sitting there looking at a little, little text that says, talk about this, 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 and don't forget to play this, 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 and this, and don't forget this guy sent you this track. Because I forget, I live with Post-its. I have, oh, I, see, I thought you were much more organized than that. From listening to the show, it would appear that you are, yeah. and and I and I would have and I have an ad open for it right now, but I have not filled the position. It's right. It's Ryan Reynolds' younger brother, uh, and he has a, he has a, a, this really unfortunate disease that doesn't allow him to wear fabrics. So it's just you know, and we accommodate everyone. We accommodate everybody. So I you know we want to say equal opportunity employer. And he loves Del Taco. Absolutely. Not only does he love Del Taco, but he can recreate the chicken soft taco. Mm. Mm. What's your? Is that, is that, that your favorite? Naughty. That sounds the grilled, naughty. The grilled chicken soft taco is my favorite thing, along with the um, well done crinkle fries. Mm. My favorite is the eight layer veggie burrito and fries. That's pumpkin's favorite as well. Yeah, I yeah. love that burrito. 
I just like a bean and cheese with the green sauce. Oh, yeah. Nice and simple. The green sauce is the so green much sauce. better than the red oh, sauce. Oh, yeah. You got to go green. Yep. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Del, I love Del Taco more than Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Del Taco yeah. is much better. Now, so. I know this is your podcast, Marty, but can I, I, can I just say, so since Dustin has not listened, um, what, you, you're all about the music. I am. It's all about exotica and tiki music, and it it's kind of stays pretty much in the old school, like 60s, 50s and 60s, but I, I do host new artists a lot. I noticed it's called The Quiet Village, the which Quiet is Village. Uh, it's a record title. Yes. Uh, forgive me, I'm forgetting. Do it. You can do it. Come on. Is it... Ar- it, oh, Les Baxter. Oh, Les Baxter. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, I could see that. I saw the album cover. As soon as you, as soon as, soon, as, soon as you Arthur said "Quiet Village," I could. Les Martin. Mm, one, <laughs> I couldn't remember that. No one. sweat. No sweat. "Quiet Village" was recorded like a bajillion times by a million artists. Um, ha, Marty, have you ever seen um, when they they played? Uh, well, I cover it. was just the band, Quiet Village, on the Lawrence Welsh show. No! Yeah. They just had an orchestra, and they played Quiet Village. Okay, I have a guilty pleasure. I, I, I watch, Which one? I watch the Lawrence Welk show. It used to be on PBS, and now I watch it on YouTube. There's a bunch of them on YouTube. I loved it. When I was a little kid, when I was just a wee lass, uh, I would go over my grandparents' house on a Saturday... And they would watch Hee Haw and then Lawrence Welk Show. So I, yeah, I love Hee Haw and I love Lawrence Welk Show. (laughs) But, you know, it's funny. Again, my father-in-law, which I talked about going to see Estrue Gilberto, he remembers going to jazz clubs in the Valley when he was in his 20s and seeing some of the cats that used to play on Lawrence Welk show. And they were playing in jazz bands, and they, he said they would just scream. They were just, they were, they were amazing players, but then, you know, you'd see them on Lawrence Welk show, and it's like, you know, it's like very, very, you know. Square. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got to put this on TV. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but anyway, uh you you can tell that this show is not scripted, <laughs> and it's also full of alcohol. But Dustin, let's t- I'm gonna talk to you really quick. This place is really amazing. Thank you. And the drinks are top notch. I have worked very hard on making sure that our cocktail game is is top notch. Um, all of our classics, I try to. Maintain the recipe and you know pay homage to the the creators and um, anything we do in house. Uh, I really really want you know to stay true to tiki form and and culture and uh, I strive to really only use the freshest produce juices. Um, we are unfortunately too busy to juice our own juice, but. But, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. We, we're we're busy as hell, um, but we use really wonderful products and so you don't you have know, like Oompa the best. Loompas doing your juice or something? Ooh, man, you know some Oompa Loompas? Because I actually do. Yeah, we could use some over here. Um, but yeah, man, I I just I, I love making cocktails. I have for years and years, and um, you know, Sunshine asked me if I was tiki before Bamboo Club, and I was. 
dabbling, but I was not in the full form. You said you you said you collect records. What yes. what uh, what tiki records are your favorites? <laughs> Man, you know, I actually um, I just got a really rad box set from the Numero Group, um, and it's an Exotica three LP, just crazy. Crazy like bucks. Yeah, set? it's a comp. It's a comp. They do. It, they have a big reissue label. Um, it wasn't cheap, but it's very cool. And uh, I've been playing it a lot at the house. I'm trying to remember. It's um, not. You might have to tell Marty about this later because yeah, he, yeah. he finds a lot of deep stuff. But you you get stuff from listeners and all kinds of people, right? I do. I get some stuff, but I didn't know about this one. So yeah, we'll have to talk afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would have to say, I mean, mostly jazz records yeah, that, oh, I, yeah. that I, I have. Um, I don't have a, a ton of Exotica. Don't, you know, don't come get me. But uh, Well, I, I, here's something a lot of people didn't know is I, had, I spent 12 years. I had my own salsa band for oh, 12 nice. years. And so... Which doesn't track at all when you see him. No, no. I, I wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed, but I like, what, I like where this is going. Hey. Rad. Okay, oh, how, did, how did that happen? How did you end up with a salsa band? You, years ago. I, Leftover tomatoes. When I lived, yes, yeah. And, and I, I lived in San Diego, had a really good friend of mine who's a conga player. And he's like, I got gigs. You want to you wanna put this thing together? And I'm like, yeah. So he knew everybody in every one of the, like, the top clubs downtown San Diego, which was hip at the time. It was a hopping place, the Gaslamp Quarter. And so he and I just put this band together, and we started getting gigs. And at that time, there were only two salsa bands in all of San Diego. Everybody else was doing rock and pop and so uh, he knew the bartender, the head bartender at Croce's Jazz Bar, which was the hot spot in the gas lamp quarter downtown. That's what everybody says. Mm. They booked us, and we it was on a Thursday night, and we had a line going down the block to get in because no one was playing that music. Rad. And so after that, they said, well, we're going to move you to Saturday nights. <laughs> That's hot. That's, and that's, and that's we the stayed night. there for like... It was like eight years, ten years we were there. Wow. Yeah. Every Saturday night at Croce's, and it was a blast. I mean, we had people that came back and said, we got married here five years ago, and we came back for our anniversary, and you guys are still here. It's awesome. You know, that was cool. But at the same time, I was like, oh, God, we're still here. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's awesome to have a following like that. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. So, yeah, and the, and the thing that I liked about Exotica, and we're talking a lot about me, but let's talk more about me. Well, your podcast. You can do what you want. But it was the fact that the one thing that I discovered was Exotica, especially the original Quiet Village and a lot of the stuff with that uh, Les Baxter wrote is actually Latin-based. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Latin music is based in African music, so that's yeah. why they call it Afro-Cuban. So you, I found the Afro-Cubism album I have is one of the, my favorites that I listen to. It's fantastic, and what you find is if you start listening to some Latin music back to back with Exotica, you're like, okay, well this is Latin or this is cha-cha, just slowed way down, and they put bird calls in. Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, Exotica really owes a lot to Latin music. 
it's, actually can yeah, I tell you that, I was, that's absolutely I, I, yeah. I was looking at the merchandise that's behind you and I was like I do have to get the uh, I know I, I have to get the cabana set <laughs> the cabana set what's yeah that? what's that so we actually the Aloha we have shorts matching shorts that go with it that yeah oh my god I didn't notice that oh my god this shirt is amazing okay oh, yeah McBiff and it has so, a reference to Cal Worthington. <laughs> I heard you talking about Cal Worthington earlier. Yes. Go see Cal. Go see Cal. Go see Pussy Cal. Cal. Pussy Cal. That's right. Because you thought that's what it meant. I was a kid. I, that's what it sounded like. Right? I'm serious. It says it on the shirt. I believe you. It's I, crazy. I just now I have to own it. Pussy Cal. Yeah, Pussy, Pussy Cal. Pussy Cal. Well, you know, um, what's what's that Russian band, Pussy something? Pussy Riot. Oh, pu- yes. So I've heard people say it on television, Pussy Riot. And it's okay because it's a proper noun. That's right. You can say it. It's okay to do that. Well, you know, if you have Pussy Willow in your yard. The Pussy Cat. A Pussy Cat. So we're just kind of rolling here. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have the drunken sweats. Mm. <laughs> I wish and, I had the and, drunken sweats. And and right now, Sunshine Tiki's looking like, can I get the hell out of here and get to the bar? No, I'm not thinking that at all. I'm actually wondering what you want to ask Ben. Oh. Ben. Oh, we need to get Ben over here. Where'd that guy go? I can step out and he can sit in this chair. I figured you wanted to get out of here no, as quickly really as possible. I really don't. Okay. <laughs> Dustin, I want, I want really quick, I want to talk to you more about the Bamboo Club because, again, I have never been here... I, it's funny because I I live in the valley, which is what it's about forty minutes, 40, yeah. about forty minutes with no traffic. In traffic, it's about two hours Could away. Be, yeah. And so that's one of the reasons I've never been here. But um, this place is amazing. It Thank you really, so much. it's a, like a time machine, and it's dark. And I love the fact that it's so damn dark. I can't tell you how many people come in and they just are. St- Stopping their tracks at the door because they can't see, that's especially it. in the daytime. And I that's a that. compliment. It's yeah. a compliment. Yeah, I, I mean, we have the dimmers on the lights, and they used to put them up every morning right when we would walk in. And I'd be like, "You guys oh, never no. turn them up. T- take these down." Yeah. And then we got the the flame bulbs, and they don't adjust. They don't adjust, and it's ideal. It's so it's, perfect. And now. They can hit the, the dimmer all they want, and it just stays the same. No, after, after you're in here for just three minutes, it's the perfect amount of lighting. You can see everybody. You can see your food. You can see your cocktail. It's enough. Yeah. It is. And it's, you can't see the bags under my eyes. It's that. I can see yours, Marty. It, well, yeah, I do have bags. i got to get them taken care of one of these days. <laughs> I'll, I'll introduce you to my lady. My favorite Mexican restaurant in the valley is that way you walk in and you can, it takes 10 minutes for your eyes to adjust it's darker than this wow. and and i love that it's like yeah because it transports you somewhere else absolutely immediately you would never know i mean if you go outside here and you're you're on anaheim street which is one of the busiest streets in this whole city it is not you would not imagine that you're on this busy street when you're in here i mean it is completely an escape and uh, you know, we attribute that to to Ben's wonderful design in here, and, and 
And right now, it's after 11. I, I would think it's after 11 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and it feels like it's, yeah, it's 11 p.m., not 11 a.m. This is awesome. Walking out this. of here is going to hurt your eyes. I'm yes. going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Speaking of Ben, I'm going to go find them before he like, okay. falls in a hole. Somewhere. All right, we're going to go find Ben. And uh, So let's talk a little bit more about the cocktails because... Excellent. Your zombie is off the hook. Thank you. Absolutely perfectly, perfectly balanced. I am not. I'm not a connoisseur by any. I just, if I like it, I drink it. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. And your uh, passion fruit daiquiri. This one, yeah, I I made with a little uh, copali white rum nice. and a splash of the uh, plantation OFTD. Mm. Probably my favorite. Probably my favorite. <laughs> Rum right now is the Copali White. Yeah, um, I right think on. that I pour that the most. For, yeah, for patrons and for myself because it's just really fun to share those those beautiful rums with people when they don't know much about it. As a mixologist, I, w- I want to talk to you really quick about some of the things that I've noticed. There's a lot of spirits that are very similar. Mm-hmm. But it's rum is one of those things that you you there are no two alike no matter what. It's so amazing. I like I said I didn't start in the uh, my bartending journey or mixologist journey in tiki and um, once I once I started really studying rum and it's it's rather vast. I mean, it is. But to be honest, it's one of the only spirits that is. It really has no regulations, rather than it needs, or other than it needs to be made with sugar cane or molasses. But it could be made on any continent. It's it's not like tequila or whiskey or bourbon where it's regulated and where it can be produced. Um, so you get any infinite number of flavors from the terroir or from the sugar cane that it's you know that what climate it's grown in. Some people are distilling their rum in one place, shipping it in a barrel overseas and the the humidity is changing the flavor while it's on the boat and i I actually attended a rum symposium and they were talking about i forget which it was in the caribbean Mm -hmm. there was a rum distiller and they left their vats wide open oh yeah so anything could fall in and it added to the flavor and it was one of those rums that i was like oh this is a good one yeah i mean you know and it's like okay i like the funk people describe the funk. totally. I'm a big funky rum, yeah, uh, fan. Absolutely, I I love that because you can take a rum that will mix great in a mai tai, and then you'll take another one and you put it in that exact same mai tai. You don't change any ingredients, but you put that rum in, and it's completely. It's like no, it doesn't quite work. Doesn't quite work. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's vast, and and I don't think there's another spirit on the planet that is as different throughout its, you know, oh, line- yeah. lineage and, and then throughout the regions that it's produced in. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's, you, you can go to a white rum that is absolutely neutral. Mm-hmm. And then you can go far out to a dark rum that has all kinds of weird flavors and, again, funk, that's like, wow, there's a lot in there. Absolutely. And I love that. That's awesome because, you know, I... 
love booze. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Absolutely. And dark sipping rums on the rocks. Dark sipping rums on the yes. And 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 hey, there's Ben. And there we go. Bamboo Zombie. Ben. Bamboo Ben has snuck in. He's got his headphones on right here. Bamboo Ben, the guy who let me tell you right now, anybody listening and you've gone to a tiki bar. Um, you've probably had it built out by Bamboo Ben. 51 of them so far. 51. Legendary. I, I, and I got to ask you, any any uh, outside the U.S.? Uh, no. Not yet. I, yeah. can, I can imagine you being we, flown all over the world. We were world. supposed to go do all the ones in London and all that. Uh, we were Mahiki. supposed to start with all that chain and help them out, but then we, we pulled out because it was during all the shoe bombing and so mm. racket. So the wife said, don't go. You're, you, you're allergic to bombs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kids were little at the time, so it was like, oh, I'm not going to go. So I, sit. I get that. But you place. built this place out, right? Yeah, we built Bamboo Club, yeah. Right. And your son, who's here yeah. somewhere, some you guys built it. One of the things that you did that I that I just, you know, I want to lick the walls is Contiki. Contiki you Tucson. Did, you did Contiki uh, Tucson. We, we did Contiki Tucson. My grandfather did the original. Yes. And I went there and redid it. It was basically just dissolving from the desert, you know, and also the college kids probably. Yeah. Everything. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm sending you away. Um, my, my, my wife is from Tucson, and so her two sisters live there. We go there every year. So when we go, my wife just kind of gives me that eye roll. She goes, yes, I know you're going to want to do an evening at Contiki. But the one, of the one of the things was I was there before you did it, and then I was there right after you did it, and I couldn't tell. Yeah, we did. We made, we made, we put on all new product, but antique crap, and everything make it look old. So it's good. It had this. Except for the bar itself was, uh, we did a zigzag. Yeah. Was a I don't think the zigzag was there before. It's kind of a weird, like, yeah, it curves around, and then. And we had, we placed the entire bar front because it was made out of particle board, and it was just. <laughs> It was like three-quarter inch particle board, but it was actually an inch and a half thick because it was like a sponge. Oh, oh yeah, it was swollen. Out of all the years of swollen alcohol in there, it stunk so bad. It was oh. And as soon as we got rid of the, we put the new bar in, all the, all the flies went away. Oh. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That, the, the beauty of it was when I went in there, it felt like it hadn't changed. Yeah, no, yeah. It was, it was, it still had that patina. And I'll say even the patina of all the smoking, the years of smoking that was in there. Absolutely. We tint, we tint clear paint to make it look like uh, uh, nicotine. Yeah. That's how we treat them. It was beautiful. And and I love going to that place. Were you place. there when the cage was there still? Yes. Yeah, no, there was so nothing in it, but it was yeah. still there. They had Thor, the lizard. They finally got rid of Thor. They had some, they had some flamingos or something. That's right. They had a that. lizard. They donated to the zoo. And now it's a patio. That's a smoking patio. It's a patio, yeah. It's 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 an awesome place. I guess so. And and it's funny because my wife who's like, nah, Tiki, okay, I get it, it's fun, it's kitschy. Now she's like, Yeah, I want to come with you to Contiki. Hmm. Right? Nice. <laughs> and the guy who owns it now, Polly, he uh, started out there pushing a broom. Really? Yeah, he um he's an interesting character. Nice. Yeah. Well the manager who I interviewed one time. Briefly, Lou. Lou, big Lou. Back Same in the day. thing. He w- he yep. started as like 
you know, dishwasher. Well, was the best. Man. And he came out being the, the manager. And yeah, he, he left a while back and opened up his own place. He's got Big Lou's in, uh, in Tucson. Also. Oh. I think he opened two, two places wow. so far, yeah. They're just basically sports bars. They're not tiki bars. I, well, but, still, uh, I want to go yeah. say hi to him. Yeah. I didn't know that. Big Lou's. Big okay. Lou's. Next time I'm there, I'm going to go. So, um... I, I gotta. I I know Brian asked you this, and but I gotta ask Brian you because what? Oh, him, sunshine. Sunshine. <laughs> he a- Brian, Brian. He asked you this, and I and I gotta ask you this because I'm using his equipment for my show. How much blood is in your build outs? Because bamboo is hard to work with. There's a little blood on each build out for sure. Definitely. If it's not the bamboo, it's the nails getting shot in your fingers. Ooh. Uh, or the bamboo splinters and oh, all I, I can't even Well and here's the thing. I've I've tried to use bamboo to do a few things. And it's curved, so it's oh, like, yes. how in the hell do you work with that? Per- perfectly not perfect. Sure. Yeah, it's awesome. I I love it because it's a weird, it's a weird product. It's a, it's actually grass. It's from the grass family. It's yeah, yeah. Good, so. but it's just a weird. It's weird. Once you get to know it, you, it's all right. But then before, it's just a weird. Well, that's weird thing. it's got to be <laughs> it's got to be rough. I remember one time talking to um, Leroy. Yeah. And and he told me he's like yeah he goes every one of these damn puffer fish he goes they stabbed the hell out of oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did we we built a place a while back in Beverly Hills it was only there for nine months it was the new Luau restaurant my grandfather did the original Luau but um, we did a, a chandelier with thirty eight puffer fish oh. and I had welding oh, gloves on and I still got stabbed like oh. crazy. And then later on, when the, when that luau went down, Art Snyder from Donna Beach Gomer, he purchased all those fish, and we put them down at Donna Beach Gomer. And it was just like, God, these damn puffer fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the luau didn't last very long. Yeah, nine months, yeah. It was beautiful. Um, Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. So your dad, Eli Headley. Grandfather, yeah. Grandfather Eli. He had a spot at Disney, he right? For, he was selling tiki's and... For seven years. Uh, that, trade story. It's freaking awesome. I think he traded them, worked there. I think, he, I think that was the deal. Is he he worked he did original installations and stuff for um, uh, brain dead right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. Brain dead. Couple of cocktails and we're good. Yeah. I'm actually so we just come off a big job, so we're like exhausted. Um, so yeah, Adventureland. He did a lot of the bamboo work in the huts and stuff like that. The original stuff there, and um, I think he traded. He was a gambler, so I think he traded him some space rent for seven years. So. Beautiful at, at Disneyland. I mean, imagine being given the okay, right, yeah. to come and we'll trade you for space at Disneyland. Right. Of course. Right. I think That's, they actually came down and got him. Walt Disney and one of his other guys came down in the limo. That's the story. They came to the cove where they lived. It's called White's Point, Western Avenue, in uh, San Pedro. So they came down and they talked to my grandfather, and he got he told my grandmother that he was going to Anaheim to go check out a project. And then they took him to the limo and they brought him back like three days later. And he, he told the whole family, "Hey, we're, mo- we're moving to Anaheim." You know, my mom's like, "No, she didn't want to leave the ocean." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so they ended up in Anaheim. So. And I think a long time ago on Tiki Central, which I'm so glad it's back, you had a picture of you sitting in a giant clamshell, right? Yeah, I think I have that on one As of my, a kid. Yeah, yeah, that was the Island Trade Store, which was, he had two at the time. He had one in Midway City and the one in Disneyland. So mm. The Midway City one was like half an acre of a cheeky, crazy, fun. That was my playground when I was 
That's so much fun. When I was a kid, um, I was born in 68, so I guess early 70s. You're young. Tell that to my wife. (laughs) You're a whole bastard. Uh, But no, uh, you know, my mom would take once a year, because I lived in San Diego at the time, so once a year she'd take me and my best friend to Disneyland. We just redid Trader Mort down there. Did you see that? No. Yeah, we redid the whole inside of Trader Mort. Trader Mort's is yeah. a cool place. My grandfather carved their tiki out front. He did? Yeah. So there's oh. pictures of at the Island Trade Store in Midway City. There's pictures of a painting it out front. Oh. It used to be about twice the size until the, one of the frat fraternity uh, groups uh, broke it off and took it. No. And they replaced oh. it. So they broke off the whole base. For it. Oh. Okay, back to Disney. That, that's an, yeah, back to Disney. No, <laughs> my, my mom would take me to Disney and she's like, I'm going to take you and I'll let you take your, your friend to Disney. I'll pay for it. But we have to go to the first showing of the Tiki Room. That was my mom's favorite one. And my wife, it's a funny thing, because she remembers going to Disneyland as a teenager. And she told everybody, we got to go to the Tiki Room. And they teased her for it. They, ah, the Tiki Room, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, i got to go to the Tiki Room. Get your fix. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, even to this day, I go to it with my kids. I went with my kids. Um, I took each of them when they were four. And, and I'm sitting there with my kids at four years old watching the Tiki Room show. And I'm almost in tears because I'm like, I remember what it was like when I was their age, you know? It's just, it's a beautiful thing. But, uh, yeah, so bu- building this stuff out. Yeah. Getting all the materials has got to be rough. Yeah. Especially <laughs> after COVID. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How find do, the game. You how do you find it all? <laughs> do you have suppliers that you yeah. Yeah. that you tell them don't sell anything except to me or what? Space sort of mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. We, we, we bounce around and just different suppliers down with Oceana Cards closing. It's, it's yeah. Say, little, yeah. That's a, a, bit, that's a, a little, little bit tougher. But that's tough. But um. You know, but there's there's certain things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just, yeah, a lot of bouncing around. So we, yeah. we started introducing a lot of the uh, rum runner pirate feel, um, with a lot of wood involved and stuff. Yes. So it helps helps when we can't get materials. We started doing that. We, we had a store from 2000 to 2010, in the Bamboo Bin store. Right. We, we you were down. You were Huntington down. Beach. Huntington Beach. Yes. I think you guys played in a parking lot. For one yes. Of the I still, I have, I have a really tall, it's got to be at least four and a half, almost five foot tall piece. It was a tiki you carved out of redwood from, from, I think it was Frankie's. It was leftover from a bill. It was beautiful. And I have that. And I'm so afraid to put it outside on my patio where I have all my tiki bar because I don't want to get it messed up. Just put a bunch of paint on it. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yes, I love that little space you had there. Yeah, that was fun. It was awesome. We built everything for the inside of it and uh, ran it for 10 years and then uh, just started doing installs again, so we gave up on the retail. And, uh, now we just do the marketplace here at the Bamboo Club. The right on. The marketplace. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. And, and I love, I love, right behind... Ben right now is a framed picture that says Bamboo Ben says no tiki drama and I love that because it's, uh, 
Nick Biff put that on the uh, their cabana wear. Yep, yep. That's the, awesome. The shirt has it on there, so I'm like, I'm gonna make a sign. You know, it's, I love, it's, I love that one. It's yeah. funny. So I was gonna throw that in a hut. The huts were too dark at the time, so I screwed it to this wall, and then I gave Jim three lamps for the hut to brighten them up a little bit. I just never transferred it over. But it's fun over here because you see bands playing and everything. I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's always in the video. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually, so I want both of you, I want to talk to both of you, the Tiki drama. It's The whole essence of Tiki is to relax the f*** out. Right, Pardon my French. No you know, <laughs> you know totally. the, the original guys who made it back then, they were having fun with it. They, You yeah. know, it wasn't... I mean, they were doing businesses, yes, so it was a little bit serious. But the whole idea was just to relax and forget all of that crap. And I love that. That's what I really embrace is the fact that you, you're you transported a million miles away. And just by being into Tiki thing, you should be transported a million miles away in your head. By just thinking about it, because all the drama and all the crap you got to deal with on your daily oh, basis, yeah, absolutely. getting to work and getting back, and the kids got to get their homework done. It's like, no, I'm gonna have a drink, and I'm gonna forget all of that shit. And I absolutely. love that. Permanent vacation. And yeah, I think absolutely. I think the no tiki drama should be posted everywhere. It's, there's more coming soon. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. It, it's it's a great. Statement. You're gonna have to do a mug that just. I, I think we're doing a some square. Well, I did one. I did yeah. a hut. We have the no we have the hut here. Yeah, we, we did a hut with it. You That's can book them a while back. That's it. I think we're we're gonna roll out some more new Tiki drama stuff in the future. So. I gotta get him on the show too. I gotta get Mulder on the show because he does all the mugs for everybody now. Yeah, there's there's a there's a handful of them out there now. Yeah, mugs are big. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool. Yeah. So. Let me ask you. So, for when you're designing a place, do you are you ever actually asked to do the mug design? No, 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 not yet. Actually, I don't think so. There you go. Throw it in for extra five thousand. You'll right? you'll you'll give them the mug design. You'll sketch it out, right? And then they can frame the bamboo bin mug design right. sketch, and then yeah, see. That's a good idea. I'm giving you profit centers right? here. I'm profit centers. I'm looking up at the lights. Like, hmm, all right, yeah. right. Right on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, well, thank you guys. Little, no, thank you guys. Tired. We, we just got off a build for a friend of ours, Kelly Hula. I know. I can't wait to and, see uh, that one. We just we worked like twelve-hour days and just grind, grind, grind. You know. Thank you guys. Thank you for being on. Thanks I really awesome. appreciate thank you. it. Thank Absolutely. Thanks for coming here and, and visiting the Bamboo Club. Absolutely. I'm gonna come back. Gonna bring my wife. I wish I could bring my kids. My kids oh, you are. Can. My you kids can. are. Can I? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just yeah. can't sit at the bar. Okay. In my, California. my kids are tiki nuts. I mean, bring them. We uh, every time we go someplace it's tiki, they're like, I want a picture here. I want a picture. Nice. You know, That's and I, and I think about your picture sitting in the clamshell. It's like, oh my god. You know. 20 years from now, my kids are going to be like, I remember going there when I was nine years old. We'll make them little, little painkillers. Oh, my God. Little virgin painkillers. They would absolutely love it. I'm telling you, my kids, they are... They're, my wife tolerates it. My kids embrace it every way they can. That's right. That's great. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Awesome, Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys, for being on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Until right. next time. All right. Come to the Bamboo Club. Right on, right. Bamboo Club. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I got I got you back to cap off the episode. 
So let's have some fun. It was it was it was nice talking to Dustin and Bamboo Ben. I mean, this guy has had his fingers in almost every tiki bar I have ever set foot in. Yeah, if it's somewhere you want to be, Ben's been inside it. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah, don't get too gratuitous. Okay, we won't we won't get too gratuitous. One of the things I will say on a serious note, when Ben works on a place, it looks like it's been here for 50 years. And I love that. And and that is, I mean, get your blowtorch out. I guess so, yeah. And you olden things. And turn the lights down low. But not just that, it's the smell, too. Yes. When you walk into a nice tiki bar, there's there's that fat smell. Yes. And it's a good thing. Okay, here's the thing. I've You or me or somebody has to make a cut <laughs> bamboo candle mm. and sell it. Somewhere, somebody can, can mix that scent so you can have that cut bamboo smell with rum, maybe. Okay. Well, and, and, and it's not going to be an easy order because, but to really capture like that tiki bar smell, you need a little, so you need the, you need the fresh cut bamboo. Yeah. You need the funk of aged thatch. Yes. And you also need, yeah, those like back notes of like the rum sitting in the bar drain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Plus... You need a little bit of chlorine for the fountains and waterfalls they usually have. So you put You're those right. four things together, and you've got a candle. It doesn't sound enticing, but when you smell it, it's... Yes. yes. I'm getting hot. Right. Absolutely. You should be. And you're having food. I'm having the Mojica chicken at Bamboo Club. Uh, yes. Dustin recommended it, and it's super tasty. I got the rice and the... Um, Hawaiian Mac, uh, plus the Mojica chicken. It's a tempura uh, fried chicken with a, a really lovely glaze and some sesame seeds. There you go. Mm. With a hint of spackle. What did you and the guys talk about while I was gone? Oh, we were just talking about Bamboo Ben and how much blood is in each of his works. Mm. from all, Which I think you were talking about earlier. Yes. And no tiki drama. Right. How, he, how he needs to like trademark that. So it needs to say no tiki drama with a little circle R. Back in the day when we first started the Zen Tiki Lounge podcast, uh, we actually thrived on the drama, but it wasn't it wasn't tiki drama. It was just drama. whatever was on social media and people were getting outraged about for no reason. And then after like the fourth or fifth year, we distanced ourselves from that. And then a couple years in after that, we distanced ourselves from politics as well. And I think for the last, you know, nine years, we've we've just focused on sticking with, you know, having a good drink and talking with friends and the music and That's such. That's what it's about. And we try not to get too involved in any of those things that distract from the dimly lit tiki bar that lives in your head. That's where it should be. And I think it was Sven or somebody close to Sven that said uh, it, it's an emotional bomb shelter, which is what it should be. Yeah, I like that phrase. You uh, and and this could be for some of you. It could be your sports bar. It it could be, but I love bars that don't. It have, could be your French wine bar. I love bars that don't have TV screens. I do. T- I do too. And that's why we hate the reef. <laughs> <laughs> Rory's listening to this. You rat bastard. You're so not here. He used to play a lot of like Hawaii Five O. Yeah. And other stuff in the background. Um, and and the last time I was in there, we were playing episodes of the Smurfs. I mean, I don't know what's up with that. Oh wow! 
I totally made that up. No because TV. Especially, okay, now, if you had like an old school tube TV. Oh my God, yes. In black and white in the background. I think that lends the right mystique. That would be awesome. I love it. So you're going to come back. Your first I'm gonna, visit, but you're going to come back. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to bring my kids because they're going to go eight over oh, this Oh, that's place. great. Now, I don't think I've ever talked about this. How old are your kids? Right now, they're nine and 12. You're like still a young dad. Well, yeah. Do you feel like you have the energy to be a young dad? No. <laughs> no, I started late. So, yeah. But... Both of my kids love tiki stuff. You're lucky. They love it. And so whenever I talk about going to a tiki, can we go? I'm like, no, it's a tiki bar. Oh, why can't we go? That's awesome, though, because my dad used to do, like, model train shows. Oh, really? And now that that he's retired, okay, dad, you really need to get the the wheel straight because I do not want to be left with close to a million dollars in model trains because <laughs> I don't know what to do with them. I'm just going to have to sell them. It's eBay. Yeah, but um, but we would go to these like craft shows and model train shows, and I really did like that as a kid because you know I would get like you know a snow cone and a hot dog, and you would talk with the other vendors' kids, and it was a good time. And so I can imagine how kids growing up in the tiki world would kind of do the same. And oh yeah. Well, for them, I mean, for kids, it's like literally going to Disneyland. You walk into a place that feels like a million miles away from where you just came from. They go nuts. They love it. Do they ever get into shenanigans? Okay, funny story. I got to tell you this. (laughs) Funny story. My daughter was, I think she was not quite three years old. Uh Uh-oh. Yes, it's not going well. She was almost three, but not quite. So she's still two. And my wife and I are making dinner, and I mix us up both. Quiet Village Mai Tais. Trademark. No. (laughs) I mean, I see where this is going, and I think there's nothing wrong with it, just so you know. Right. And so we had had our, our Mai Tais, and I went and took mine and set it on the coffee table. And then I went back into the kitchen, which is just around the corner. Back into the kitchen, I'm helping make food, and then... um. And then all of a sudden, I hear my wife going, Oh, my God, no! (laughs) And I come running around the corner, which is literally two steps. And my daughter has the straw in her mouth from the Mai Tai, and she's taking the biggest drag you've ever seen. And her eyes are like giant plates, and she's just going... And I'm like, no! And apparently she loved it. And she's been in Betty Ford ever since. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I picked her up, and we scared her. She, she was like, what, what did I do wrong? We're like, you didn't do anything wrong. I picked her up, and my wife smelled her breath, and she's like, oh, my God, she smells like a distiller. A two-year-old smells like a distiller. <laughs> But you were you're, you're responsible parents, and it's not like that happened on the regular. No, it didn't happen, at least that I know of. I uh, My grandmother did rum, rub the rum on my gums as a baby. I heard that was a big, that was a thing. And not just that, but she would also um, pour rum on like a, a cookie or a small piece of bread and give it to the little kids to have them take a nap. Right on. 
Wow. Funny, funny enough, now I do the same thing to myself, but there's no bread involved. I just drink the rum. Well, it's it, there, there's less toxins in there than Xanax, right? That's true. <laughs> and Xanax is addictive. Right. So there you now, go. Now, I know alcohol can technically be addictive. Let's not go down that road. Yeah. Oh, my God. Drink responsibly, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, yeah. Why not? But that was the funny, the look on my daughter's face when she was taking a drag off I of love, that. I love that story. Are you going to play any music on this show? I don't know. I mean, you should intersperse some stuff. Okay. I'm, I'm curious how you're going to put this one together. I don't know. I think I'm just going to play <laughs> it and post it because it's funny to listen to. You, you've you gone on cruises. You you go to casinos. <laughs> you're, you're always posting cool stuff. Like um, you mentioned, and I was in the background when you were taping this for your show, you mentioned one of the cruise lines had a, a tiki bar or a bamboo room? Yeah, um, but uh, but Royal Caribbean has the bamboo room. So their Mai Tai is pretty darn decent. Uh, they do um, a Hemingway daiquiri very, very well. It's, I love it. And I've been, on, so I've been on the ship out of the uh, West Coast, which is the Royal Navigator twice now. We're going the third time in September. Raj is the absolute best. So not only does he make the best drinks, but the other guys as well. And then he does this for, uh, so every every night at 9 p.m. on the ship is the LGBT meetup in the Tiki Bar. Oh, fun. And so he does the thing where he makes the, the big drink and the multiple shakers, and he pours out the rainbow cocktail into, like, oh you know, 12 God. shot glasses and gives it out Each to everybody. Each shot is a different color. Yeah, yeah. Ah. That's cool. Uh, he, he's quite good at that. But um, but if you order something outside of tiki, they just make a super solid cocktail. And whereas you go to the other bar, uh, the other bars on the ship, and they make good drinks, but they don't have the mixology skill that the yeah. bamboo room does on this on the Navigator, especially. But I've heard such good things about the other bamboo rooms on the other royal ships. And you're a gambler too. Right? Y- yes. So um, the husband and I are going on a cruise in June. It is a 12-day Alaskan cruise. Oh, nice. And the cruise itself was comped by the casino. So they what? they paid for the room and the taxes, port fees, and the uh, the gratuities. That means plus you've the, lost a lot of money at plus that Plus the drink package. <laughs> and, yeah, so you pay for it one way or another. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but look at it this way. If a cruise were to cost you, for the two of you, let's say $3,000. Yeah. But let's say you spent that $3,000 in the casino instead, and then your next cruise was already happening without buying it. Why not? Like, you, your fun pays for your you vacation. You got double fun. Right? Yeah. So you do have to understand that you're probably going to lose in the casino. <laughs> and that's okay, but you also paid for your next vacation. Right on. Which I, I just actually love. And every once in a while, like one out of four, you walk away with more money than you went in with. So sometimes the vacation pays for itself plus more. Right on. Yep. It's Go for time. it. Well, that's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm so boring. I just sit at home and watch Gilligan's Island. You, Marty, we should go on a quick, like, three-day Mexican booze cruise. I love that. On on one of the royal ships or the Norwegian ships that just does the quick weekend And do thing. shows on the cruise. Yes! Absolutely. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, well I've, I, I know there's some radio programs that'll always do that. Like, yes. that radio show is doing a cruise, like a three-day cruise yep. or a four-day cruise. Yeah, you should do 
Everybody does cruises. I mean, there's Golden Girls themed cruises, Star Trek themed cruises. Um, Spike's Breezeway is doing a cruise. No shit, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's theme cruises, but then there's just obviously just hop on uh, any cruise. And, you know, besides the entertainment and the food, um, just be open to talking to people you don't know and you'll have a great time. That's, that's the fun part. I love that. All right. Well, we, we've kind of reached the end. That's all right. So I'm going to do a quick sign off. I want to give a big, big mahalo. The Sunshine Tiki. Oh. Because not only being on the show, but letting me use his gear, which, <laughs> which um, and then Bamboo Ben, wow, the dude. Yeah, I, I did not know he was going to be here until like midnight last night. That's <laughs> awesome. Bamboo Ben is here, his son is here, and him and his son are the ones that lead the build outs for all these places. Yep. And they'll even build out your home. So if you come I and, and say, hey, I want a Polynesian bedroom, I want a Polynesian patio, he'll do it. He's the dude, and he can make it look like it's been there for 50 years. I want a tiki toilet. <laughs> Ow, bamboo toilet. <laughs> And then, and then we had Dustin, who is the Grand Exalted Mystic Cocktail Poobah. Yes, and of, manager. And manager of the Bamboo Club here. And I have to say that this place is off the hook. I am, I'm a little bit um, ashamed that I haven't been here sooner. It's okay. We it, can't get everywhere. It's very cool. So I want to remind you all that you can visit The Quiet Village at any time by going to digitiki.com where you get a complete rundown of, of tunes on this. Well, there's probably not many tunes on this episode. But throw something at the end. Yeah, I'll throw something at the end. And then you can get a complete rundown of all the, the, the tunes played on every past episode. You can listen to them. And you can also visit The Quiet Village 24-7 by going to digitiki.com and clicking on Quiet Village Radio. Oh, I think you should at the end of this one, I think you should play just for me the the girl with emphysema. Okay. (laughs) Just for our Sunshine Tiki, we're going to play my version, the live version of the girl with emphysema. And and I I don't want to bring it down, but yes, just a few days ago, Astrid Gilberto passed away. The voice of Bossa Nova. What a beautiful... that Astro Gilberto and Elisa Ono, who's from Japan, uh, both of those are the two women I would pay any price to just kneel beside my bed and sing me to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Nothing kinky. Do you hear just- that, Lisa? Do you hear that? You kept that so on the up and up, which I appre- that's good for you. God. I really do think there are listeners that wanted to get to know you a little better, and now they know. Now they know just a little bit more about you. And I'll just throw this in: Marty is absolutely the nicest, the nicest guy. Uh, he 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 helps people out. Uh, he's fun to hang out with, and he's just a true soul. So you know, even though just like the rest of us, he gets a little crass now and then. <laughs> just just a super nice guy. Aw, thank. Don't, my kids would not agree with you. It's it's like the it's like the Cleaver House, you know, where where the kids are always like, "Dad's going to yell at us," and I come home like, "What'd you guys do?" Dad yelled at us. Like that's all I said was, "What'd you do?" Kids, just hand him a mai tai yeah. before you let him find out what you did. Yes, and he won't remember. That's you know, June always had martinis waiting for Ward when he came home. Yeah, and that's something that. Every person, 
even if your wife is the breadwinner and she comes home, you should have a martini waiting for her. My husband works at home, so he's off at 4 p.m. daily. I usually get home between 5, 6, 7, 8, and 9. You never know. Wow. And when I get home, he texts me and he goes, do you want something waiting for you? And, and most of the time, the answer is a very big Manhattan. Yes, absolutely. Something with liquor. So here we go. We're going we're gonna to sign off now. And we, I have had two very strong drinks. <laughs> so here we go. The, the Girl with Emphysema by your strip. Thank you. Little classic Antonio Carlos show me. Short and thin, anemic looking, the girl with emphysema is smoking, and when she passes, each guy she passes goes. <laughs> but when she smokes, she's like a chimney with clouds that blow and sway so gentle, and when she passes, each guy she passes goes. <laughs> oh, but I watch her so sadly How can I tell her I love her? She needs a lung transplant badly But each day when she walks to the sea She lights up not one but three Short and thin, anemic looking girl with emphysema is choking, and when she passes, I smile, but she can't see me through all that smoke. CQ. She needs a lung transplant badly, but each day when she walks to the sea, she lights up not one but three. Short and thin, anemic looking girl with emphysema is choking, and when she passes, I smile, but she doesn't see. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. She doesn't see.